0: Welcome to the Manifesting Mum Podcast. I'm Gemma Bernard, the Manifesting Mum. Listen up, gorgeous soul. Manifesting is an inside job. If you want to transform your life, you must transform yourself first. Why? Because you don't manifest what you think, you manifest what you believe. And I'm here to help you change your beliefs so you can create anything you want. In these episodes, we're going to dive deep into all things manifesting in mindset with a dash of woo-woo. So if you're the type of mum that's sick of feeling unfulfilled, tired of being overwhelmed and is totally ready to wake up every day loving life, then it's your time to learn how to make it all happen with courage, confidence and most importantly, with love. This is going to be life-changing, so let's do this. This episode of the Manifesting Mum podcast is proudly brought to you by my Rapid Manifesting private coaching program. Listen, if you're the type of mum that's done with feeling stuck, sick of feeling like something is holding you back and is totally ready to step into your power to manifest financial freedom, an extraordinarily successful career or business, a balanced and calm life, lots of tropical holidays, a loving and happy relationship, all the most amazing health you've ever had, then this is for you because The truth is, you could continue to manifest all on your own and continue to struggle wondering why it's not working out how you want. Or you could join my Rapid Manifesting Private Coaching Program and use my 4-Step Rapid Manifesting Blueprint to release what's holding you back and step into your power to manifest it all. You do not need to struggle for another minute. In fact, you don't even need to struggle for another second. Spots are now open for April, so email me at hello at the manifesting com for more information. Plus, as an added bonus, I'm gifting those who join the program my rapidly manifest $1,000 in under 28 day program for free. And it goes without saying that program is worth at least $1,000. So, pause this episode and reach out to me on email or via Facebook at the manifesting mums or on Instagram at at the Manifesting Mums. I'm excited to work with you, but for now, let's get into this episode. Oh Manifesting Mums, have I got something incredible for you. Imagine I told you, you can have it all. Joy, the peace, the love, the abundance, the financial freedom, the successful life, business, relationship, health, and I mean have it all. Would you actually believe me? Or have you got a million reasons why it's too hard and it's just never, ever going to happen for you? I'm looking to hear from mums that are sick of struggling, tired of feeling unworthy and not good enough, who lack the confidence to be themselves and are totally over, not believing that they can manifest their dreams. If you're the type of mum that's totally ready to step into the next level of her life then you need to complete my worthy to wealthy survey today. It will take but five minutes of your time and as a not so little incentive I'm offering the chance to win a free spot in in my upcoming life-changing manifesting course, Worthy to Wealthy, which is valued at over $1,000. So, head to manifestingmums.com forward slash survey and go into the draw to win now. Okay, welcome beautiful manifesting mums to another episode of the Manifesting Mum podcast. I have flown solo the last, I think, couple of months actually on this podcast, but I am not alone today. I'm joined by a very, very special guest all the way from the States too, which is even more incredible. I love that I can connect with people from all over the world, but this is an incredibly special guest and I'm super excited to talk about all things, intuition, alignment, business, meditation, manifesting. I actually don't know how we're going to contain this all-to-one episode, but we're going to do our very, very best as I speak to the gorgeous Emily Ahrens who is an intuitive healer and psychic business coach and which I just love the sound of, by the way. Thank you. And – Emily teaches entrepreneurs a spiritual approach to growing their business. That just speaks to my soul. Absolutely. Oh, I just love that. Makes it sing. Through her intuitive, energetic, and strategic work, her clients are able to run their businesses with confidence, clarity, and ultimately attract more clients and create wealth with ease. Sounds amazing. Let's get into it. Emily, welcome to the Manifesting Mum podcast.
1: Thank you so much Gemma. It's such an honor to be here with you. I love what you do in the world and I love what we have together. We have we we've only known each other for a few months, but I feel like I've known you my whole life. Like we could be just like best buds and you know hang out in real life having no problem taking our kids out together if we just only lived in the same country. A little bit
0: closer (laughs) would be helpful but there is absolutely mutual adoration here, (laughs) mutual (laughs) respect as well. So um, yeah you're right we haven't known each other for very long but I have been admiring from afar I have to say even though our paths only really crossed when we were both Part of the TCP community. Um, I've certainly known about you before then and I'm yeah super excited to have you on especially after the conversation that we had on your podcast Aligned and Unstoppable which by the way I know because I've had messages from some of my community who have gone over checked your podcast out are using some of your meditations too. So I'm getting some amazing feedback from my community about the great resources that you have. So That podcast is just going from strength to strength, and it's only, how many
1: episodes have you released? That's a great question, (laughs) I believe, (laughs) because I was just telling Gemma before we started recording that we batch recorded so many, because I've been so excited about it, that I batch recorded so many that I've kind of lost track of where we are. I believe we just released episode 17, Mm. maybe Maybe 18, yeah, no, but, <laughs> still only so should
0: but still only so new. But honestly, you're getting amazing results, but you're having such a powerful impact, which is you know, obviously, what we're so many of us are actually in this for,
1: yeah. Oh, all now. of a sudden, my internet just cut out, yep.
0: That's Sorry. okay,
1: okay, great. Right. Sorry about know, that.
0: You know, that's okay. Do you know what? <laughs> My podcasts are usually very unedited. So even though I will take out the small break that we had, I keep things as raw as they are because this is just real life. This is real life, isn't it? Totally real (laughs) life. And we are connecting from opposite sides of the world. So we are very reliant on stable internet connections here. It's all good. It's all good. But, yeah, look, as I was saying, your podcast is amazing. Please, if you haven't checked it out, um, go on over and, and if you're an iTunes person, then go and access it through iTunes, but I know it's also on your website, which we'll get to all of that stuff. Anyway, we'll link everything up. We'll share it all. Cause it is. So even if you're not, by the way, even if you're not an entrepreneur, if you're not in business, it is so valuable. So
1: <laughs> anyway, oh,
0: side, sidetracked definitely, but let's talk about you. Like, let's start off with you because I love when people come on here because I just love to hear everyone's stories. Like, you don't just wake up one day and go, hmm, I'm going to be an intuitive healer and a a psychic biz coach. It's a a journey. So I want to hear your journey. How have you come to this place? Tell me
1: about you. So... You know, I feel. I still feel like every day I'm kind of pinching myself that it's happening, and we're we're doing this thing, and I'm able to help impact so many people's lives. So, even just you saying that you, you for your listeners to come and check out my podcast, like that means the world to me because I still feel just like wow, it's really happening. We're doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, You're doing it. So- no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So, really, growing up. Um, I, I always want to help. So my dad is a, a neonatologist, so he works with newborns in intensive care. And so all my upbringing, I was exposed to being in the newborn intensive care unit at the hospital, wow. you know, while he would be doing rounds and seeing little tiny preemies. And, you know, I always knew from a very young age. I mean, I think in my kindergarten journal, it said, I want to be a doctor when I grow up so I can help people. Mm. So I've always really known that I wanted to help people in some way. And when I was in high school, I started to really explore alternative health in a way that, um, you know, I was I would buy myself books on healing, on homeopathy, on aromatherapy, on massage therapy. And like at that age, that's so weird for a kid to do that. It's just super weird to do that. It's unusual. And I, I just started getting really fascinated. And after high school, I went right to massage and energy healing school instead of going to university. And that's another, a very alternative methods of going to to college. And my dad, my dad, um, fully supported it. My mom did too. My parents were already divorced. Um, But both of them fully supported me on whatever journey I wanted to go on, which, again, is like there was no pushback. It was just like, I want to go to this school. And I said, okay. And um, soon after I completed my um, healing training, um, I went to work right away. And then I realized I really can't make a living on this. And I was living on my own at 18 years old. So, I had to get like a real big girl job and sort of be able to pay the bills at the same time. And I also realized at the same time, I wanted to go to college for the first time. So it was like, I'm living on my own. I'm trying to pay the bills. I'm still doing healing work. I'm going to go to college. Like I was juggling, I was starting to juggle a lot of different things. And by the time I was 22, I was still a full-time student with course load. I was making like the honors list every semester and I opened up my very first wellness center when I was 22 years old. Wow, that's amazing. You know what? And I, and I, and I think so too. But at the time, Gemma, I was like, I'm so behind. All my friends are graduating college pretty soon and I have nothing to show for it. I've got this, you know, degree and the certification, but I have nothing. So I felt like I was catching up. And I, I feel like that's been the story of my life where I feel like I'm trying to catch up and I feel a little bit behind. And I also felt like I had to prove myself to people um, at that young age. And for someone to, open Up a wellness center at the age of twenty-two, like that's pretty remarkable. Now that I think about it, but at the time I just I didn't think it was that special. And um, fast forward, I I had ended up selling my business to my, my other partners. I went off on my own, and I really struggled with doing hands-on and energy healing and trying to just pay the bills. Like I was always really broke. Um, I had very little to show for it. Again, I was living on my own, just barely squeaking the rent and my car payment and like just... Enough, and um, and so struggling for all those years and trying to find a way for more clients to come in. It's just like it was so grueling, and I couldn't, I couldn't do it. And so I ended up getting a full time job at a corporate bank, and I was doing this banking job. I was an executive assistant to this like really wealthy guy, and the whole team that folded like these really. I was like, it was like li- like on um like Wall Street, you know, like mm-hmm. the trading floor. It's not yep. like a bank like a teller, but like a trading floor bank. and um it was wild and it was fun but I just felt like my soul was being sucked out of me like I'm literally dying I'm not living my soul's purpose I'm here to help people and I feel like a glorified babysitter and this sucks I just don't like it and I decided to start making my way out I took a 50 percent pay cut and I took a job at like a women's performance apparel company as a manager like just to get out I was like I don't know I just have to get out of here And, um, and then I went back to, I I got my yoga teacher certification. I started doing yoga and I went back to doing massage and doing what I really started doing all those years prior. So all of that was like a decade plus of time. I mean, that was a, a lot of time that I spent like kind of struggling and not really figuring it out. And it wasn't until a few years ago, really, that I started to realize how valuable my time was and it was because I became a mom and I wanted to be home with my son, I wanted to be involved in his life and I didn't wanna have to get a 40 hour a week job and hire you know, daycare and all that stuff. And so all those years, I had been doing energy healing, hands-on healing. I had been really sharpening my skill set, like becoming very intuitive, but I was completely in the in a spiritual closet. Like nobody knew. I didn't even really know. Like, I, I really? Didn't so know. even in the yes. work you were doing, you were still yes. in the spiritual closet. For sure. Which is crazy, right? Because I'm literally being trained how to read, interpret, and understand energy. Absolutely. And I'm doing it, but I'm not thinking like, oh, this is because I'm intuitive and psychic that I can interpret this stuff. This is just my training. And I mean, I wanted to become more intuitive. I took intuitive classes. I read again, my, my books are extensive. I read books about mediumship, about intuition, about crystals, about angels, about angel communication, like you name it, I read it. And yet I still didn't consider myself psychic or anything whatsoever. Mm. Um, it really wasn't until a couple years, well, almost three years ago where I took a training to learn about the Akashic Records and doing that practice then I started to really open up, and it was like it was like undeniable that I was very much psychic my my intuition had opened up beyond the point of like that's interesting that one time you knew that one thing it was it was undeniable mm. and um, the more that I did the work with my clients, then I started to realize, well, I can do this virtually because energy healing i don't have to actually physically touch somebody to move and shift and have a dramatic change for my, my clients. So that's when I started helping people virtually all over the world and using like this, using Zoom or conferencing numbers. And that's when I started to really lean into like, wow, how could I have an online presence while doing healing work? Because doing massage, you have to touch people. Yeah, like absolutely. you can't, there's no virtual massage at this point in time. So that's when things started to really take off because I leaned into that ability. And I started realizing that it was an ability. And the feedback that I kept getting was that people's lives were being changed. And I was noticing that my clientele all consisted of entrepreneurs who were saying things like, I feel stuck and overwhelmed in my business. I need to know the next steps. You give me so much clarity. So it's like, oh, And I found my niche. Like that's how it all happened. Like I wasn't like I'm gonna do this thing for these people. It just it was like I was doing the work and doing the work and doing the work, and all of a sudden, like I lifted my head up and opened my eyes. I'm like, oh, oh, this is a thing. And that's when the um, the language started to develop because I would ask my customers like, what is it that you feel like I do for you? And they would deliver these wonderful praises and reviews. And then I started realizing oh, it is my intuition. It is this like psychic ability. And I guess I should just like come out with it already and like say this is what I do.
0: (laughs) I love where this is going because this is something that I see so often with my clients and people within my community. There's almost like... I've got to have the answers now. And I talk about that from knowing like what it is that we're here to do. Like, it's like, I've got to know, like, what's my way forward? I've got to know what I'm doing. Who am I? What am I bringing to this world? And I say to my clients all the time, like, it's an evolution. It's a growth. Like, you know, when I started my business, I didn't I didn't go, okay, well, I'm going to be a rapid manifesting coach. I, I didn't, it just didn't, it was just, <laughs> right. and you know what, that will evolve too. Like, I, like and it's sure. okay for that to happen, but we feel like we need to know all the answers yeah right now like why do you think that is that we're so stuck in this give me the answers need to be at the destination like why do you think that is
1: I think that we get trained into thinking that way through, you know, our schooling. Mm. Our schooling teaches us, you know, you get educated, you pick your career and that's your label and you stay with that job. I mean, there's kind of like a one step in front of the other, but there's like a trajectory. So even when I worked at the corporate job, you know, I'm working at one level and they're like, you should take your, you know, series seven, you should become a trader. You're amazing. You're so magnetic. Mm. You talk to people and like, like my boss was like, seeing how everybody would flock to my desk all the time. He's like, you're like a magnet. I'm like, well, I am. but This isn't what I want to magnetize me (laughs) right now. I like it. But that's the thing is like we don't don't often – and so like look, we're moms. We have young kids. We don't often – when we grew up, there wasn't like, look, there's a blank canvas and you can Mm -hmm. just create whatever you want, right? We – we have that knowledge that we can give our children. And what you're doing right now is you're giving your kids permission to dream mm. just by being you and just by being around you, like hearing you speak, seeing you manifest things rapidly, like your own evolution from whatever it was then to whatever it is now to whatever it's going to be in five, 10 years from now. Yeah. You're you're living proof that anything is possible. And so am I. We
0: all are. That's the, and that's the message I so want to get across to everyone is that, you know, we're not stuck. We're not limited. We're not restricted. Like we really do have access to this idea of infinite potential. Whatever you want to paint on that canvas, you can, but we get really lost along the way. And this is where I really want to talk with you about intuition because, right. And here is what I see is. And you know I say this because so many people come to me to get help. Is a, a lot of people say to me, tell me what you think. I want you to, basically what they're saying is I want you to give me the answer. Yes. My job is not to give you the answer. My job is to empower you and give you the strength to go within, to find the answers. So let's go here. Why? I want to know why. Why do we not trust ourselves? Why are we not listening to ourselves? Why are we so invested in hearing what everyone else thinks, what their opinions are? Why do we give more weight to what other people think we should be doing, what we should create, what we should be, who we should be instead of ourselves?
1: We are programmed to think that way. We Mm -hmm. forgot who we are. Mm -hmm. We forgot. And the thing is, I'm not special because I am intuitive. Mm. Everyone is intuitive. Mm. When you were born and you decided to open your eyes and live and breathe, you have that same opening. You have that same connection to spirit, to God, to the infinite, to infinite possibilities. And what happens is that over time, you get that kind of Beat out of you. We all do. We, we, we forget. And you start to see, you know, these little special things that you had as a kid. And like, I know for me, I remember connecting with my grandfather after he passed away. And I remember my mom saying, no, honey, he's gone. He's not here. I mean, I have vivid memories of his his visitations. And it wasn't until I went to like energy work school Mm -hmm. So I was like, Oh, that was a visitation. Oh my gosh. No, like I had nothing. I didn't have a framework for that. So basically we've been ingrained that like, no, that's not true. This is right. And that's not right. So we have these gut instincts Every single person who's listening to this has had a gut instinct of some kind. Yep. Now we have all sorts of different intuitive senses. Everyone has a stronger like primary sense. Mine is my vision. So clairvoyance. Mm. So when I have like something pop in my head, it goes into like my visual Cues like I will see an image, and I'll sometimes see a movie or some sort of like imagery of some kind. Yeah, on occasion, my ears will start ringing, or I'll hear some something. Sometimes I'll smell something, sometimes I'll feel something, other times I'll just have a knowing. These are all different intuitive senses, and everyone has a different primary clair that's what they're called. Yep. and so. Sometimes you just have a knowing, like you know, like you know, like you know. And it's like you don't know why that is, but there's something about it you just know. And I make the joke when I teach this, it's just like, you know, if everyone had like a bad um significant other or something, you're like, something's fishy going on and you just knew it. Like mm. you have no evidence whatsoever, but mm-hmm. you're like, There's something fishy going on and I just know it. And like no matter how much of the evidence stacks up against it, you're like, still. It just something stinks about this. Like you just yep, know, absolutely, <laughs> right? Or like if you walk into a room after somebody's had a fight, and like they're not actually fighting, but there's just something weird in the air, in the environment, in like the vibration in the room. Like you can't put your finger on it, maybe, but you just you know that something happened. So on one level, we still have very much have all these senses, and they're very much awake, okay. But on another level, we've been told and we've learned not to trust in them. And so the work that I do is I help my clients just like you is, is relearn how to trust in those instincts. And actually our physical body has so much information in it. It's always giving us feedback. It's always giving us information. And so sometimes we feel you know, stress or worry or anxiety um, in different parts of our body. And that also is a signal to what needs to shift. So, for instance, if if you and I were in a session and I'm, you know, tapping into your energy and I start to notice something in my physical body, my body is like a blank canvas and it will give me information on what my clients are feeling. Mm. So I might start to feel like, oh, my gut feels a little bit like, oh, tight. And I want to take like a deep breath. My chest is feeling constricted. I might ask my client, so, you know, I'm feeling a little bit of tightness in my chest. Are you feeling anxiety? And then the heart is right in the center of the chest. It has to do with unconditional love. And if I'm really tapping in, then I start to go into, okay, where did this come from? Where did it start? And I might get an image of like, a father figure, a grandfather figure, a mother, like I'll start to get the imagery and I'll start to like, the story will start to come together. Yeah. That's literally how I start to process things is, you know, physical body, energetic being, sometimes things will just occur to me. So you asked a very short question. I gave you a super long answer. No, so but I, I love think,
0: it. but it is, I think the thing is, is that it is, there is so much to this in many ways, but it's also so simple, I think as well. It's yeah. just that we overcomplicate it with the programming yes. thing that goes on top of it, isn't it? And that's like,
1: yeah.
0: I, I help people to clear away the crap so they can start to listen to themselves more because that's really, that's it. Like, I, and this is, I think what I really try and communicate is like, you know, it's not about going out and listening to everyone else, but it is about invest. Like you've got all the answers within you. Everything you yes. need to know is within you. It is absolutely within you. But the reason you don't feel it is because there is this baggage that sits on top of it. And if you just work to clear that away, it's not like you need to go and find your intuition. You know what I mean? You don't need to go out yeah. of yourself to find your intuition. You just need to clear away what it is. That's that's dulling it. That's making right. it harder for you to listen to. And when you get to that point, then it starts to just come out of you very organically and very naturally. That's what my experience has been. Because I, my, I've the last probably eighteen months for me have been a, like in terms of intuition have and it's been a little bit crazy. So just to share my experience, I guess. There's probably been more episodes before this but my the one that sticks out to me the most is when I I read um, a book by a guy called Michael Bernard Beckwith who has um, done a lot of work with Oprah, Life Visioning Process is a book. And people ask me all the time, you know, what's been a life-changing book for you? This book has changed my life because I read that book. I put that book down. He asked you to meditate at the end and then you get, you basically just trust your vision. And then he really asked you to commit to it. And I went through this almost surreal experience where I had this, this is what started this whole experience for me on this journey was this vision to get up and do more and to help people. And then I literally got up from my desk, opened up my computer and for about the next three weeks I would get up and just intuitively download information. (laughs) And I have effectively a book that is sitting in my computer that was that was re- that was written at that time and it was the most insane experience I've ever had because it wasn't me I would just my fingers would sit on the keyboard and they would just move at the speed of light and just type and I'd never mm-hmm. experienced anything like that before and that was really the beginning of my journey and really the beginning of me becoming open to this experience of there being something inside of me that was connecting to something also that was greater than me that was allowing this information to come through and that was amazing unto itself and then even over the last probably eight maybe nine months I've had experiences too actually I've had experiences with my husband where I've connected to his late father and it's been I mean I've I've actually not shared that with anyone so why not share it on a podcast hey (laughs) I have an effect on people. So <laughs> but it was, um, it was amazing to, and I, that was with my husband. So I was, I just, mm. this information just came through me. These messages just came through me and it's actually started to come out with my clients. Now I just get this knowing this mm. feeling that this is something we've got to work on. This is, this is something that's important for you or a message that I have to give them as well. And I want to share that experience because like you said before, you're no one special. And my audience know I'm just a regular mum with five kids living in the burbs, you know, just trying to help people. Like I I I'm not anyone special either, but I've managed to really clear what was sitting on top of me to allow so much into my life. And yeah. it's a beautiful I have to say, you it's a beautiful experience to be aligned like that and to be able to go within and just I feel it now. It's just this, it's just this feeling of like love and peace. And it's just this certainty. And when I talk to my audience about taking inspired action, like that's where that place, that's what it feels like. When, you know, you want to know what it feels like to take inspired action. It comes from a place of love. It comes from a place of knowing and detachment and a whole, you know, you know, gamut of feelings that are just so joyful and that's what it feels like, but it's available to everyone.
1: Yeah. Completely. But but the trick, and I want to say there's a, there's a couple notes I just wrote because I have so many things to say on what you just – so the, the part about people are, you know, they feel like they're dulled out or like they're not getting the messages. Part of this is doing the work about being – quiet enough mm. to receive the messages and frankly we're too busy running our lives this to that to this to that having a drink gotta go to this gotta go to that that we don't stop all the noise and all the chatter and all the that, 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 that all the negative self-talk like there's always there's always some sort of soundtrack going on in our brains at all times and it's only when you actually stop that. And do the deeper work. But that's scary as anything. Oh, my God. Because you don't know what – yeah, because you don't know what you're going to find. And if people haven't ever gone to talk therapy, oh, my gosh, if they're going to deeper therapy and really going into, like, the root of what's going on, I mean, this is the thing. Everybody – like you said, you have the answers within you. But there's layers of stuff that need to be cleared up so that you can actually start to see things for what they are. Because right now you're living your life with so many filters on Mm. from the filter of your childhood, the filter of what your parents told you, the filter of what you think you're supposed to do, the filter of being a mom, the filter of being a whatever you are. And then where are you under all that? Mm. Where are you? Like Mm. the you that I see. Like that part of you that's here for some purpose, where is she? Who is she? What is she here to do? And you can't get there quickly. That's it's like – And you, you can't get go. there thinking your way to it
0: either. Right. Like that's right. the thing that – and but so many people are scared to detach from the thinking. Like they're scared to let go of what is uncomfortable but comfortable at the same time. Like they're so – Stuck in this place of just overthinking, overanalyzing, you know, into the negativity and this fear of letting go of that. I just see that all the time. I just see this fear Mm. of letting go of that to allow, you know, what can be, you know, what it can be beautiful, but it can be hard too, like to go deep in and to uncover and release and pull out of yourself you know, it can be painful at times and people are frightened of that.
1: For sure. And it can also mean a lot of change. Mm. And we like as humans, we like certainty. We yeah, like definitely. even if we're not super happy, we like knowing that the next day is gonna look kind of like the day before. Yeah. That's right. And when you have that insatiable desire to grow, to learn about yourself, who you are, what you're here to do, and you're looking to actually grow. Like You actually want to grow. You want to expand. That takes a lot of energy. It takes a lot of work. And it can also mean that the relationships you have start to change or evolve. That means the people who you have in your life start to maybe change because suddenly if you're evolving and you're growing, those past relationships don't always fit anymore. Mm -hmm. And you might find it to be really difficult to say, well, I love this person and I've loved them for a long time, but, oh, it just doesn't feel good anymore. Whether it's a a significant other or it's a friendship um, or even client relationships. I mean, we've all, we can grow out of clients as well. Um, Mm. But it's in that silence, it's in that pause and it's in doing the deeper work and actually being the recipient of deeper work that we can start to really dig in there. And I also wanted to mention that what you said about um, after Michael Beckwith about that book and how you sat and you just full on wrote. Mm. So I call that channeling Mm. and automatic writing. Mm. That's what what we call it is Mm. automatic writing. And I always say, well, oh, I can't do automatic writing. I've tried and I sit down, I write a couple things. And what's weird is that sometimes if I'm handwriting – my handwriting will change hmm. if I'm doing exactly what you did, which is just sit and like be a channel to whatever wants to come through you. It's yeah. a very, it's a crazy thing, but that's exactly what you're doing. You yeah. are open up and just allowing to come through you, versus oh. trying to do and create something. Well, I, 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 there was no
0: place for thinking, and it was a, it was such a surreal experience. Um, but it was so, it was amazing. And every morning I would just, every morning I would wake up really early and just get up and just open up my laptop and then put my fingers on the keyboard and just allow. And it just Mm -hmm. came through me and I haven't done a lot of that again since. Um, but it's just, it's, you know, it it was such a beautiful experience. It really was absolutely incredible. I'm interested though, to go into the silence. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Because this is something, again, um, you know, the clients that I work with, a lot of the time, I, one of the questions I ask them is, do you meditate? Because that's the word that we associate with going into silence. So, you know, we can keep it in terms of meditation, but it's, it, you know, meditation is the practice of. And they're like, oh, yeah, I know I should, but I can't. Right. I can't stop myself thinking. It's just uncomfortable. I don't have time. That's the most common response we get. I I love that. And I totally get it. Like, I totally get it. So let's talk because let's be honest here. When it comes to meditation, you are certainly someone that knows her stuff. So let's talk about meditation. Let's talk about the silence. Like, you know, why is it so important? Why is it so hard?
1: (laughs) Help my audience with this, please. (laughs) So I will be the first person to say that I said those exact same words. Mm-hmm. I used to your say husband, those exact same Raise your hand. Yep. Hand I know. Uh, I, oh, it was hard for me. I couldn't sit still. Um, I was always a go, go, go. I've always been that way. And what, what started my meditation practice was actually just giving myself permission to do one minute a day. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. It's so silly and everyone's like, well, what's that going to do? Well, trust me, one minute times 30, like you got 30 minutes, fine, a month. you You did 30 minutes that month. But the thing is what it's really doing is it's giving your brain a chance to have a pause. And every single person has one minute. So the excuse of, I don't have time, that's almost relating to like, well, you think you have to sit down for 30 minutes or an hour, or whatever the number is. It's, yep. it's an extended amount of time. Now, it doesn't matter how much like reality TV you have time for, or how much time mm-hmm. you have to have like gossip conversations with people, or how much time you have wasting on what X, Y, or Z like there's social so many- media. Social media for me. Like
0: how much time have you got to sit on social media? It's like one Beyond. minute away from social media. Oh
1: yeah. So so everybody has a minute. So it's a way that basically I take all the excuses away. So even if you're sitting on the toilet or before you wake up out of a- bed or before you fall asleep at night. Like everyone has one minute. So what I did is I just gave myself permission just to start breathing deeply for one minute, period, the end. And I have um, a meditation membership. So now what we have every month is we have like a little monthly tracker. So it's the blank calendar and you just check off if you did a one minute meditation every day, like Mm -hmm. the end. It's not that complicated. Mm -hmm. Now, Of course, there's deeper meditations and you know me and if anybody's listened to my podcast, you know, I offer a meditation every single week as sort of a supplement podcast episode. So this is a way for you to get a little bit deeper. So if you want to start opening up your intuitive abilities a little bit, if you want to start sort of playing with energy a little bit, that's where the deeper stuff starts to show up. And I almost trace it back to yoga. I know you do yoga. I don't do as much yoga as I used to do, but Shavasana is the most significant pose out of your entire practice. And my favorite. Fact, oh, my favorite. And my favorite. Right. My same favorite. with me. So Shavasana is that when you lay on the floor, palms face up, eyes closed, that's usually when you start snoring pose. But it's the most significant pose because the purpose of doing yoga, the purpose of the yoga practice when it first originated was so that you could sit for long periods of time in meditation, because basically you wanted to open up your body, release whatever kind of energy was in your physical body and allow your mind to kind of get its energy out so that you could just sit still. And so when you're in that stillness, your body has already done what it needs to do and it's ready for a break and so it's like you've already physically exhausted yourself now your mind has a chance to just like exhale mm. and so that was one of my favorite things that when i when i taught yoga was to lead people through shavasana whether it was a guided meditation or it was some sort of just full body visualization like a yoga nidra you know visualizing relaxing different parts of the body it was my favorite thing to teach people because we need it we actually crave it mm. and and as much as people You know, say like, oh yeah, yoga, blah. Once you actually get into the practice and you've been in the room and you've spent this time and energy with this group of people, once you're in that energy and you all lay down together, there's this collective force in the room. Mm -hmm. And it's palpable. Like you can feel the energy. Maybe it's the mutual exhaustion, or maybe it's just that mutual like, I'm just ready for that next relaxation thing. Mm. And there's this energy in the room, there's a vibration in the room and it holds this container for your energy to expand and open up. Like, you know, when you stretch your arms out in the morning, it's like your energy system goes, ah, finally. Mm. And it's like, you can finally hear what's been going on. And I mean... I'm sure you've been to a class or two where other people have been having some tears. It's like people finally have that moment
0: recently. Yeah. I've gone to go to Shavasana and just had tears pouring out of my eyes.
1: Right. Hmm. I always, I always felt, I mean, I started doing yoga when I was about 18 years old. Like this is when I got into the whole, like everything spiritual. Hmm. And it was like, I felt like every time I rolled out my mat, I was home. And I couldn't explain it only that. I felt like that whole part of me saying like, I see you. I felt like my mat, when I was on my mat, it was like, I was me to the core of my being. Like yeah. I was me. And so when you can just lay down, it's like, and you can just decompress and you can feel and like things just process in a different way. So I think that mm. all of this is to say is, you know, sometimes we just don't want to feel we want to numb ourselves out with our life, with our social we media. Do. We want to numb ourselves out with We're all sleep. kinds of stuff.
0: Can I say we sleep yeah. too? Like I hear a lot from mums too. I'm so exhausted. Like I say, just five minutes before you go to bed at night, I'm so exhausted. I just want to get into bed and just collapse. And, that, and we mm. end up using sleep to numb us out as well. Sure. You know, I'm so exhausted, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, and the other thing as well, which is so counterintuitive to what meditation really is, is that people associate effort with meditation, which just, and I I get that too because there was uh, like, this is, I guess, the message I want people to hear too. Like I've been meditating, you know, on and off for years and years and years. And it's, there's still days where it's clunky as all hell. Like I sit down and I against myself and I just want to get up and open my eyes and I can't shut my mind off. And then there are other moments where it just is bliss and I'm yeah. just in that space and I feel this connection and this silence and this peace. But it, that's just the way Like people think, it, you know, it's like anything, like I've got to, I've got to master this. Like I need, it needs no. to be perfect. And it's, you know, we, and that you're going to arrive at that point where you are sitting in a temple in Bali somewhere <laughs> with your you know legs behind your head meditating it's it's just yeah. not how it's just not reality at all and people get lost yeah. in this vision of what meditation should be and that's what makes them feel like it's an effort to make that happen
1: mm. yeah and so what if we take all the effort out right <laughs> like just the 1 minute so i would i would say this. So if anybody is like, yeah, I know I should meditate, but I don't, here's my challenge to you is set yourself up, set an alarm on your calendar. So it goes off every day at the same time, just for one minute, literally start your timer one minute done when it's done. Even if you don't have your eyes closed the whole time. Mm -hmm. Okay. Just deeply breathing for one minute. That's all I ask. If you want bonus points, you want extra credit for all you overachievers before you go to bed at night, this is not, don't call it meditating. Just go through your day and think of all the things that you're so grateful for. Mm -hmm. Start with yourself and your family and your home and your work and your clients and your neighbors and the blessings of money and the things that are coming in. Maybe what the things that you want to come in, like, oh, the possibility of what I might want someday. Just go through all of that because that's what I do every night before I go to bed. That's my practice. I count my gratefuls. And in that practice... It allows you just to be so appreciative of your life or what it is. Instead of feeling like junky about like what you don't have, it's like, well, can you just appreciate what you do have? The other mm-hmm. thing is that exhaustion story. Yeah. So I'm in the season of exhaustion myself where I have a new baby, he's seven months old and, um, and it's easy. It's really, really, really easy to, to lean into the exhaustion story. but. And I call it a story for a reason Mm -hmm. because it is. Now, if you had a vacation tomorrow and you had to get up at 2.30 in the morning to get to the airport to catch your flight to Hawaii, when you're at the airport, are you going to be cranky and moaning and like terrible to be around? Or are you going to be like a little bit groggy, but just like pretty psyched to go away? To Hawaii, Yay, right? Totally. <laughs> you don't need to, I mean, we've all been there like cramming for a test and not sleeping very much. Like, like sleep is sleep. Like the body, yes, the physical body absolutely needs sleep. But when I tell myself the story that I'm so exhausted and I'm so tired, how do I show up? I show up more complainy, mm. more bitchy. I have a shorter fuse with my kids, with my husband. I, you know, I'm kind of needy and that's, that's what I give myself permission to do. So saying I am so I'm, I'm exhausted gives me this like out to show up at my best. And yes, yes, mm. There are days where they add up, and one adds on to the like. Last week, all my like, both my kids had. I call it the plague. They had the stomach bug, and like, <laughs> no one was really sleeping. And I was getting thrown up on all day, so like, not my best look. But I knew that like, it's just a period. It's going to be over soon. And when I allow myself just to be like, "Yep," you know, this is not the best day ever, but. It could be worse. And I'm grateful for my kids healing every single day. And yeah, I'm tired. I'm physically tired. But it doesn't mean I have to be in this state of exhaustion all the time. Yeah. And I and I know that's like a it's like kind of a funny thing to kind of say it like that. And and it's like, what are you using exhaust exhaustion story as an excuse for? Mm-hmm. So I know, you know, postpartum, who really wants to work out every day? No one, right? So if I'm exhausted, eh, I can't work out every day. If I'm exhausted, maybe I can't eat foods that feel nourishing to my system. I'm just going to yeah. go for like whatever. And you can go into like effort, like, oh, effort. I'm just going to do this instead, right?
0: Yeah, so, totally. It's all a choice, too, isn't it? Like, it's all about, yeah. it comes back to that responsibility piece as well. Like, yeah. what are you committed to? Like, what are you committed to? Are you committed to your own BS or are you committed to you know, opening up some opportunities to allow alignment and flow into your life, which is the simplicity of what it all is about.
1: Totally. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not living here on like a lotus flower peacefully every single day. I get fired up. I get annoyed. I, I totally, I'm, I'm human. I'm not like, I don't know. I'm not like some strange anomaly. But I will say that doing the work, I'm I'm allowing myself to just be the witness of like what's Mm. happening inside of me too. Like I don't have to spin around with it. And meditation is my vehicle for learning more about who I am and the core of my essence, the core of my being. the The more I'm able to get quiet, the more I'm able to listen. So I always say prayer is asking, meditation is listening, Mm. and so. We we do pray, right? I think everybody Everyone prays does. a little bit, right? Yep. a little bit somehow, maybe like subconsciously. But they're praying for like something to change. They're praying for this. They're praying. Yep. For... Absolutely. But meditation meditation is listening. So it's like, can you just stop, breathe, and notice whatever it is that's happening? Hmm. Just being present. And also, my husband doesn't formally meditate the way I do, but he's a gardener and he's a cook. So everybody, it's like whatever you do that gets you in that flow state that you could be there for hours, whether it's painting or jogging or working in the garden or whatever it is that you do, if you are here and you're a hundred percent present and you're just fully in that flow, that's a version of meditation. And I mean, I would count that if you were in my group, I would give you a check mark for that day.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And, but I mean, this is so crucial and I really want people to hear that because it's not a one-size-fits-all approach, but we're, we really get lost in that. We really get fixated in particularly when it comes to meditation that if I don't do it this way, then I haven't done it and I haven't done it right, so therefore mm-hmm. I'm not doing it. But it really is just about, you know, being in that zone where you're just present and, you say, as you say, you're a witness. Like instead of being in the spin cycle of your own thoughts that you're actually watching the spin cycle happen. Go, okay. That's interesting. Observe, you know, without the judgment, without the attachment, without all that sort of stuff. And that can happen with your eyes open while you're pegging the washing on the line that can Mm -hmm. happen while you're standing outside, watching your children play, ride bikes. Like that can happen while you're doing the gardening that can happen while you're doing the grocery shopping. Like it doesn't have to look like here I am sitting in the silence eyes closed, blissed out, you know, on the lotus leaf floating along the river. Like it doesn't have to look (laughs) like that, but people get so fixated on that, that visualization, that vision of what it's supposed to be. And that's where the effort comes in.
1: Right. And then again, that that ties right back into like numbing and not wanting to feel. So if I have all these Mm -hmm. excuses, I don't have time, right? That's a great excuse. If I don't have time, I can't do it. Oh, I don't have the, my mind is too busy. Well, yeah, for one minute, you don't have to busy, like your mind's job is to be busy. That's the essence of what your mind does. Yeah, You don't have to stop your mind, but that's where guided meditation shows up, where you don't have to be the leader of the thing. You just- Follow the steps that they're giving you and that's it.
0: And it can be so,
1: so simple. It can be so, so simple,
0: can't it? And but still powerful, like still incredibly powerful. And I say so many of my guests come on and I ask them for different tips and they always give me something so simple. And I say all the time, every single time, we're always looking for complex answers. (sighs) We're always looking for, because that must be, that must be the answer. When something's simple, we're like, I can't work. It's too simple. You know, it's too, that's too easy. We're looking for the, we're always looking for the complexity to answer the problem because we think, well, the complexity must give us the result. Like if it's complex, if it's hard, then it's going to be like that. But it's simple, simple is absolutely the way forward. Like totally. So please, please, please hear that. But tell me, let's talk about alignment. Like let's go to this space. What does alignment mean to you?
1: Alignment to me means that I am plugged in to my highest self, mm. and alignment also means ease. Mm. And I know again what you just said—like things, like we call we overcomplicate things, mm. and sometimes we think if uh, it's easy, then like we're waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like something's wrong because yeah. we're so used to things being so hard. Yeah, um, we do overcomplicate things. Because we're used to working hard, yeah. we're used to having to, you know, earn good grades, work hard to make money. Like all of these, we're programmed to think this way. So yeah. for me, it feels light and it feels fun. Um, Alignment—that's what the, that's what it is for me. And I think again, that's like that's why I use the word alignment in my my podcast title because, you know, I want I wanted my. Um, bringing it to my podcast, I wanted my podcast to feel both connected into source and your highest self and also really grounded because a lot of the feedback that I get from clients and and also peers is that I'm very down to earth. Like I'm not this like woo woo esoteric living out in the ether somewhere that no one can talk to. I'm very grounded Mm -hmm. and I'm very like, this is me. I mean, this is me all the time and I'm not, anything really special. It's just who I am. And this is what the work I'm here to do. So alignment to me is just fully plugged into your highest self, plugged into source, ease, flow, joy. That's what alignment means to Yeah. Do you
0: know what? I think that I actually, like, I actually don't really think alignment feel like to people will feel much different to that because that's what alignment feels like to me. Like people will tell you when you're aligned, that's what it feels like. Like it's not like, you know, alignment is this unique thing. Like it's, it is, it's flow, it's ease, it's joy. It's just, it's ease. Like it really is. So it's, you know, it's something that, and so if it feels that way to you, it feels that way to me, it feels that way to so many other people, then it's obviously readily available to everyone else. But when you use the word higher self, I get that but people go, Oh God, higher self. Like what is higher self? Cause then all of a sudden we start to feel like, Oh, I don't have a higher self. Like, you know, but we all like, we all have a higher self. So what is, what is higher self? Like what is our higher self?
1: All right. So I'm going to take you guys down like the woo woo rabbit hole a little Please. bit. Okay. Hang on. Hang on yep, ladies. Strap on, Let's
0: go. I'm getting ready. Okay. Let's do it.
1: All right. So, and, and this is something that I get feedback on too, which is that I help people connect to their highest self. Mm. So, um, and a couple of my guests, I actually put them on the spot and I was like, what is your highest self like? And they're like, uh, it's kind of personal. Yes. <laughs> or like They didn't know what I was getting at. So I'm going to take you into my world. So I'm going to close my eyes and I'm going to connect to my highest self. So What I mean by highest self is that it's that core essence of your soul, like my being, the part of me that even if I'm asleep is still there. And even after I pass away from my physical form is still there. It's infinite. It's, oh, it's, there's no, it's never ending. Mm -hmm. And so my, my highest self it's like when I tap into that, it's almost like I grow six feet taller and I can stand up straighter and I see myself as this um, high priestess with the headdress on in a white, white cloak and I'm here to shine my light so that others can shine theirs too. So what I do is I bring light from heaven and I pass it on to other people. And that's what I do. I bring life from heaven and I pass it on to other people. And the more that I do that, the brighter I become, the more that I can give, the brighter I become. And it taps in. That's like my sole purpose, my essence. And there's a little bit of this like timelessness to it where it feels like, I don't know. Is it ancient Egyptian? Is it something that's a little bit more current? There's a little bit of a mix of like this goddessy Beyonce energy in there, too. It's like it's it's a mix of all of that. So when I tap into my highest self, it's like tapping into my highest cheerleader. And all of these angels want to sing and help cheer me on and support me. So when I tap into that energy, that's where I do all of my work from. That's where I function from. That's where I create from. That's where I connect to people from. thats It's like my North Star. And so I never go astray. So any idea that I've had, whether it's to become a New York Times bestseller, or to start my podcast. All of those creative ideas come from this place where I am two feet flat on the floor. I'm very grounded, but I am raised, and it almost is like I have an antenna straight up into heaven. And I'm plugged in, just like Gemma said, she was plugged in, pulling in infinite wisdom through her. That's how I feel. And so if that's what happens when I close my eyes and I plug in, what else is possible mm. for me? What else is possible for the people who are around me? And so that right there, and I, I mean, I got really woo-woo, but that right there is why I sit in silence, even if it is for a minute and my practice is imperfect. It's not you know, what we were like these long extended breaks, it sometimes is a minute because yeah, life, right? Like life happens. And, and right now my morning practice has shifted from having time to really sit and journal and do some, like I'll pull some Oracle cards and whatever to just like, okay, I'm pumping and I have my eyes closed. <laughs> so yeah. like yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. So that's why i meditate because if i'm plugged into her if i'm if i'm plugged into that energy i feel unstoppable mm. and i want to help more people feel that way
0: yeah it's interesting because the one thing that is so obvious to me it's this pure essence that just resides inside of you isn't it it's this pure Mm. energy that just sits inside of you that that's what you connect to and you can obviously attach a a vision to that that allows you to explain it so that people in this 3d physical world can see that too but the truth of the matter is is that it's an energy does that do you see it because that's how i feel it hundred percent when i connect when i am you know, sometimes I call it being in the zone. Like when I'm in the zone, that's when I know I'm connected to my higher self. Like it's that flow and that ease and that grace and that beauty and that unstoppable. Like I just feel like totally, like totally unstoppable. Like this is, I'm there's it's, it's a confidence that it's not even a confidence. Like it's, that's hard to even express because confidence I think is something that we attached to from an ego standpoint we think of confidence but confidence Mm -hmm. is just this radiation of energy outside of you that just makes you feel connected to the truth of who you are yeah such a beautiful place to be and it's so accessible to everyone and I know everyone I know that people have had experiences with it. Like people might say, oh, I don't know how to do that. But we've all had experiences with it. There's all been moments. And I know I see it a lot with um, my clients, particularly like when I talk in terms of intuition and things like that, they'll say to me, oh, I'm very connected with my children. Like they go, I definitely feel my intuition. I can, that's when, the, so if you're just going, I've never experienced it before. I don't know what that's like. I promise you, if you don't think you have, look to experiences with your children because so many people like even if it's just you know something's off with your child it's just that feeling that you get it's that quiet confidence where you're like no you're unstoppable like you know i know something's not right i trust myself on this i believe what i feel that's like even if you haven't gone to the level you know that you have you can experience it at you've experienced that moment haven't you like people have experienced that moment and that that is a tapping into your higher self. That knowing is a tapping yes. into your higher self.
1: Yep. That's the word knowing. Mm. That's it. It's just this knowing. Yeah. And so when I go into that, like, whoa, 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 that, that state that I just described, I'm amplifying that when I'm with my one-on-one clients. So I'm tapping to that times 10 when I'm actually with my one-on-one clients because in that knowing space, I can also tap into infinite wisdom mm. and I can tap into ascended masters. And and if you ever guys, I mean, let's just bring it down to earth for a second. Have you ever been sitting having like a, you know, a glass of wine with your girlfriend and you just give like the best advice that mm. anyone could have ever given, right? So we've all done that where sometimes something comes out of your mouth and you're like, that was really good. Like, that was so smart. That was so yep. wise. That was just, oh, that was such good advice. I just gave somebody. And if anybody's ever told you that you give good advice, chances are you are plugged into your highest self and you're delivering that infinite wisdom that has been with your soul for eons. Yeah, It's the craziest thing is like you have this knowing. And like you said, it's almost like, it's like this subtle confidence about that. I
0: love that analogy. So many people are going to get that because it's just triggered it for the next level for me as well. Because it is like when you're in that space where your intuition is just firing and you feel unstoppable and you're connected, you really are giving yourself the best advice you could ever give yourself, aren't you? Like you really, that's what it is. Like you are just giving yourself the best advice, and you just know it's the best advice and you know, everything's going to work out and you know, everything like, it's just that place where you really do. So I love that analogy. Like that just helped me even solidify my understanding and connection. Cause that's exactly how it feels to me when I'm connected. Right. I'm like, yeah, that is some seriously good advice. Definitely going <laughs> to act on that. Like absolutely. Yeah. Like, you know, best advice ever.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, exactly and it's funny. Like, I- yeah, because it's funny when it happens to you too, like it, you could be out on a walk and all of a sudden you have like a light bulb moment and you're like, mm. this is what I have to do. And this is like, and then like you try to explain it to somebody and you sound like, like, no, but in my head it sounded different. Like you had to be there or like somebody <laughs> says something and it triggers something. You're just like, what? Yes. And all of a sudden all the lights go green and like you're like, this is it. Yep. And you try to explain to somebody and it just sounds like uh, kind of crazy. It's definitely
0: better off in your head sometimes. It's isn't it? Like, it definitely sounded a lot better up in my head five minutes ago. So I might just keep it up there and not try yeah. and put it into words. Thank you. Yeah. But it is like and it that. Is-
1: yeah, and it actually sometimes it is better without putting it into words because it can sometimes dull the vibration or if you say it to the wrong person and they don't get you and then they make you start to question like well, was that as profound as i thought it just was. <laughs> you know? It's um, but that, sorry. Keep going. Go ahead, go ahead. No, i want you to say something well, cuz i'll, I'll remember becau- this.
0: Because mm-hmm. we like when we we get that, sometimes like that when we're really connected, sometimes what comes through doesn't actually make let's in inverted commas logical sense and that's where people struggle so i'm i'm telling you you've been connected to it before but what's happened is you've come on top of it with your analytical mind and you've gone that doesn't make sense how is that going to work out i can't do that so people i know everyone has experienced that but what happens is we we end up dulling it like we end up coming over the top of it going it doesn't make sense because when we do articulate it to someone else particularly they go huh like it sounded so much better up here and then all the we put all the layers of you know analysis and you know it's gotta be realistic and all that kind of stuff but it doesn't like the stuff that is out there that seems so ridiculous are some of the best downloads you'll ever get. Like that is when you're really tapped into for that infinite potential.
1: Completely. And so that is how I run my business. Mm. And that is how I teach my clients to be able to run their business as well. Because there's so much chatter. There's so many strategies. There's so many coaches. There's just so much out there, but it doesn't matter because it needs to feel good mm. for you. It needs to feel like, it lights you up. Like, when you have those moments when you're just like, aha, this is what I need to do. And we don't give ourselves permission to have the space, whether it's in our life or in our business, again, to be able to process what feels light and what feels heavy because we're so busy pushing forward. Yes,
0: yes. And
1: so and- I've, I've given myself a lot of time in the last, like, month and a half or so to really allow, like, the dust to settle. And to let ideas to come through and I pray a lot, like asking God, just make it abundantly clear, make it so obvious that this is the direction I want to go in because I could come up with a thousand ideas from my head, but it actually needs to feel good in my heart and in my Mm -hmm. body Yeah. before I I move forward on it.
0: I know, but, and that's just connecting it back to the meditation. That's where the meditation becomes so important because if you don't create the silence, you never create the opportunity to feel what that connection feels like so that you can actually, like when you get that sign or you get, you know, that validation or that message that says, this is the right way. If you don't know what that feels like to be open, how can you ever be open because I, I, that's the thing I hear from so many people. I've asked for signs, but how do I know what the sign is? Well, if you don't practice being open to receiving, then you'll never know what, doesn't matter how many signs you ask God, the universe, infinite source, whatever you want to call it. No matter how many signs you ask for, if you are not open to feeling the rightness of that sign, then the signs mean nothing. That's how I see it anyway. And that's why I think so many people get confused because I say to people all the time, ask for a sign, like throw it up to the universe and go, I don't, I don't have the answer to this. Okay. But what people do is they throw it up to the universe and then they're like this watching, right? Like where's the sign? (laughs) Where's the sign? How's it going to come to me? How's the sign going to happen? Oh, was that it? Like there's this, you know, instead of just practicing the release, the let go the silence, they're like still over here trying to control the signs that come through.
1: Completely. Mm. And signs are always presenting themselves. That's the funniest part is that we're so busy looking for signs that we miss the signs. Yes. <laughs> so, that, that's the crazy, of it, isn't it? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so like this morning I was sitting, um, I have a spot in my guest bedroom downstairs and I, I like to sit in there and meditate slash pump and so I was sitting there this morning and um, I was just sitting there and I was just looking outside and then just I just noticed a little something moving and when I kind of focused my eyes I saw it was a little rabbit oh. and I'm like oh how sweet a little rabbit hopping through my yard and coming in front of me and I've seen this same rabbit a couple times and then it occurred to me why don't you look up the animal totem for a rabbit. What does a rabbit mean when you see a rabbit? This this is what I mean. The signs are everywhere. Mm-hmm. There's always messages. It's a matter of if you want to look into them. So I looked it up and it meant good fortune. It meant things are going your way. Luck is coming. Like all of these wonderful things. I'm like, well, that's great news. What a great way to start my day. And then you can start to see other other, other signs as well. So Sometimes you just have to see the signs are literally everywhere all over the place at all times. Yeah, it's it's
0: yeah, oh, sorry, I've cut you off again, <laughs> but I just okay. like because you've just something that just came to me right then was it's such a like there's so many things because not only do people not open themselves up to the signs then they see the signs then what happens is they don't believe the sign. So like someone, you know what I mean? Like you could read, like I see so many people that go, Oh, like I did that. And then I read it and it said all this good fortune is coming. And then I looked around my life and I went, well, where's the good fortune? I don't believe that. Like that's the net. That's what I see a lot too. Like I don't believe that. I actually don't believe that's going to happen. That rabbit, it was just chance. That's not a sign. Like then we throw in that (laughs) other layer of doubt on top of that. Like it's just this constant. So I just, the message is like, just sit in the silence like be allow the signs to present themselves without having to control and then yes. trust like let go and just why not for a moment believe that good fortune is coming your way? like what's
1: the harm,
0: no, my what? harm really
1: <laughs> right and there's no risk right and mm-hmm. so It's like, well, I could either spend the day questioning everything and overthinking the rest of my life and feeling anxious and really crappy in my life and in my body, or I could, could just see things for what they are as a gift and as a blessing and as a sign and showing me that I'm on the right path. And, yeah. and also that comes down to really understanding, which is, this is like a whole nother podcast episode in itself, that you are the co-creator of this life that you have in front of you. Mm. And so if you are taking a hundred percent responsibility for the life that you have in front of you, things in front of you might start to shift and change so that they become more of what you desire instead of maybe what you don't want so much. So oh, yes. it's a whole nother episode. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have even said it. <laughs> no.
0: Well, do you know what? I, I hate, I don't even want to bring this to an end. I did say to you before we got on this that I was going to struggle to contain this into one episode. So I mm. think what is coming out of this is that we absolutely must, must, must record another episode because there are so many different places that I want to, go into deeper with you because I could just talk to you for days, actually, not just hours. I really could, but I do have to wrap this one up. We do have to bring it to an end, but I know that my community is going to love this episode, but I would love you to just leave us help my community with just three simple tips that they can do to connect with themselves and to get themselves And not so say get themselves replaced, but allow that alignment to flow in them so they can feel like they are unstoppable in their life. So
1: I would say first start with the one minute meditation. Love that best tip. Just start, see if you can do it for one whole week, just Mm. seven days, one minute each and every single day. Um, It helps if you set an alarm because you know, we don't, typically do things that we're not in the habit of doing. So set an alarm for yourself just to do one minute every day. I would say start with that. The second thing I would say is to start tracking the signs because we were just talking Mm. about signs. Yes. So if it's kind of like, you know, if you're looking for a new car and suddenly you test drive a car and then the second you leave the lot, all you see on the road is that same car. So that part of your brain starts to light up to create those matches. So what if you are looking for evidence that you are on the right path or mm-hmm. evidence for that next step? What if you were searching for evidence and every little thing was like a breadcrumb? So I'll give you an example. Some One of my goals is to be, not really goals, it's like a dream. It's a vision I have to be on stage with Gabby Bernstein. Mm-hmm. And if somebody ever DMs me on Instagram or on Facebook and they say, oh, blah, 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 and they mention Gabby and me in the same sentence, I'm like, oh, yeah, breadcrumb. Like, mm-hmm. I'm counting it. And it doesn't mean that, like, her, her agent is booking me for the gig next week. I'm just saying this is an alignment and this is a little breadcrumb. And so just kind of like the rabbit that I saw, or if you pull into your, you know, pick up your kids at school or something and somebody says, no, you go ahead of me. Like, Oh, that was a great sign. Like people are here to help me. So just honestly seeing everything and giving yourself like a very low barrier to see signs. It doesn't have to be like, like streamers in the air and fireworks. Just Count it. Count these yeah. little things. Yep. Um, I think. Lastly, I what I want to say is, I would encourage everybody to join me doing a night nightly gratitude practice. Yeah. I call it counting my gratefuls. So if if nothing else, I mean, doing a minute every day, even if that minute is your gratefuls, I count that. So. Yeah. Honestly, be so, so kind and so gentle with yourself when you're starting this practice and make it really, really easy to give yourself that check mark and make it just so easy to do, like make it, just make it easy to do for yourself.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah I love it. And, it. and it can be easy. Don't overcomplicate it is definitely the clear message that I've got mm. from you. And this has been amazing. Totally amazing. I would love to have you come back on and keep exploring some of these little corners of our conversation that we haven't been able to go into because there's so much there. It's been amazing. Thank you so much for your time and connecting with us from all the way over in the States as well. I can't wait for everyone to hear more from you. But once people listen to this episode, they're absolutely going to want to connect with you. There's no doubt about that. So, how can they find you? How can they get more, Emily?
1: They can find me on Instagram at emilyarons and certainly on my website, emilyarons.com. And thank you so much, Gemma, for having me. It's always such a pleasure to chat with you. And of course, we get to see each other and Mm. it's fun to be on opposite sides of the world and still connect. It's so fun. It's amazing. It's
0: wonderful. We're going to link up all your socials. You've got an amazing private Facebook community too, which you didn't mention, but I'm going to link that up as well because I'm a part of it. Um, it's, I just love it. It's the energy in there is just so lovely. You give so much, which is really, really beautiful. So, um, you know, if you are in business for yourself, it is definitely a must have Facebook group. Okay. So I'll link that that up as well. So thank you for joining us and thank you to my beautiful community for being here for another episode of the manifesting Mum podcast. I can't wait to connect with you on the very next episode. See you soon. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Manifesting Mum podcast. If you found this episode helpful, I'd love you to subscribe, rate and review over on iTunes. See you at the next episode.